Hey, Sarah, before you go, have you heard this new AI music, Deep Fake, Drake, and Bogus, The Weeknd? The song's called Heart on My Sleeve. Have you heard it? Yes, I've heard other songs as well. It's quite and quite on par. Wh- <laughs> what do you think of it? it it's like creepy. It, it, it is. <laughs> yes, it is creepy. creepy. Yeah. Good word. Yeah. Thank you, Sarah. Sarah will be back with one more newscast at 1130. Uh, Eric Alper, musicologist, is, is going to join us on this, and I'm going to play a bit of this song. Uh, so you can weigh in on this, but uh, the music industry is kind of going nuts on on several sides of this, and, and so I'm anxious to get Eric's take on this. I just want to remind you, uh, as we start our tour connecting Winnipeg here, we got snow, and uh, we haven't got that much in Winnipeg yet, but apparently this second system is coming. Ken Allen is Communications Director at City Public Works. We're going to hear from him in about 15 minutes. Carolyn Klassen, my therapist friend from Connexus Counseling, will join us for her regular Thursday visit after 1130. And then we're giving away that family pack of four tickets to Saturday's Whiteout Street Party. Sold out, but we got tickets for you here on CGOB. We'll play Total Recall at the end of the show. You recall something from earlier in the show and you'll win. So pay close attention. Uh, hopefully you've been doing that already, but certainly for the final hour here, the second hour of the show, pay close attention. It may pay off for you uh, with four tickets to Saturday's Whiteout Street Party as we get ready for the Jets in Vegas tonight. Game to 6.30 pregame here on CGOB, 9 o'clock puck drop. Okay, uh, Eric Alper, musicologist, come on in here. Good morning. Good morning. It's actually not Eric Alper. It is a artificial intelligence version <laughs> of Eric Alper who is smarter funnier, and far better looking than the original oh. Eric Alper. Wow, this is going to be a great interview then. Okay, so uh, AI, Eric, save your thoughts. I want to play a little bit of this song here and, and see what people think, and I'm anxious to get your take. So, um, well, I, I won't say any more until we talk, but here's 35 or, or 40 seconds of this song. Again, it's uh, called Heart on My Sleeve, Artificial Intelligence. Sarah's word creepy is is a good word, Eric. What do you think of this? It's pretty great. I, I mean, you know, and that's a, that's a really scary situation because after the song went viral on TikTok, there was a full version that was released on Apple and Spotify and on YouTube, which caused both Drake's and The Weeknd's record label, Universal Music, to... Um, put out a very strongly worded statement about the dangers not only of AI, but using its copyrights that they hold very much close to heart. And uh, the problem becomes is that nobody's really quite sure who created it. There's somebody online by the name of Ghostwriter877 that has taken credit for it, but how do you sue somebody who may not exist? I mean, we know that this is a real person, but anybody that's used chat GPT or AI, how do you 
you know, in the past to, to, to create something, whether it's an email or music, how do you sue something that has no name or security number or a company? So that's what the music industry is going to be battling over the next, oh, probably forever. Yeah. And early on, there were even some that thought, hey, maybe this is Drake and The Weeknd, and this is some sort of marketing ploy, but we now know that it is, in fact, AI, right? It's not the actual artist, or do we know that? We know that the art, well, we know that Universal has attempted to find out and perhaps sue social media platforms and um uh, and websites like Google for actually putting out um, copyright material that they are infringing on those rights. Um, so as far as we know, it's actually not Drake and The Weeknd that's behind it. And I'm sure that they're both kicking themselves going, oh, wow, this could have been really, really good to set yeah. up our own duet sometime down the road. But we know for sure, so far, as much as we know, um, that no, it's not the case. It's actually somebody creating this. Yeah. You know, Eric, though, I, I, I'll liken this situation to when music kind of went digital and, and people, uh, traditionalists said, ah, it doesn't feel the same. You know, I like it better when it's, uh, you know, on vinyl. This feels sort of, I don't know, it feels cold to me. Um, and, you know, they say perfection is boring. Uh, AI has created this. Uh, but is it as good as the original uh, Drake and and The Weeknd? I don't think it is. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. That's what the author in science fiction, William Gibson, was trying to figure out with do do electric sheep, sheep dream at night? Like, does AI music have a soul? Does it have a passion? Obviously, it doesn't have memories, but can it actually create those memories to tug at your heartstrings a little bit and make you believe that this could have been a real person? But we've seen this before. In fact, there's a really great movie that Martin Scorsese put out called The Irishman that um, has Robert De Niro and Al Pacino literally 40 years younger than where right. they are now using technology. We've seen politicians land in some hot water um, because, you know, certain bad people want Donald Trump or Joe Biden to start saying things that they've never said before. And we've all seen what happened on January the 6th to actually rev up the crowd. So we're heading into some dangerous territory once it gets into the hands of somebody. But I will say this, though. There's a study that came out a couple of weeks ago um, that did an interview with about 120 producers and musicians in the U.S. And 60% of them are already using AI for music and creating music and sounds and lyrics. But the difference is that they're okay with doing that because they own the music. It's one thing when you use AI and chat GPT for your own use. It's another when you try to make money trying to fool people to believing it's something that's not. Hmm. Well, and I'll just say this, you know, uh, I listen, I have very eclectic music tastes. I've, I've probably worked every format over my 40 years in radio. I, I like country, oldies, rock. I, I, I like a lot of it. For me, it's I'll be attracted to a song, or I'll hear a song and I'll go, I really yeah. like that song. I have my favorite artist too, but for me, I, I might like AI music because for me it's the hook of a song, not necessarily the lyrics and not necessarily who's singing it. I just go, I like that song. I relate to that song. So somebody, it'll be interesting to see if we ever have AI hits. This one, th this particular song, was close to charting, and that's when everybody started freaking out. 
Yeah, it actually made about two hundred and forty to $250,000 in royalties in the last two weeks alone. That's how big it is. Um, I kind of liken it to sampling a little bit. Um, in the 1980s when... Um, Um, the, the legal battle started because those newer artists weren't giving credit to the music that they were using. So that's as close as this whole AI thing as I can think of. But yeah, it, it's going to be fascinating to see who is going to come out maybe four months from now saying that number one song, totally written by AI. But I don't yeah. know if anybody's going to do that because it just, it'll ruin that artist's credibility, I think, for a very, very long time. Just the latest situation that artificial intelligence has us all talking about AI. Eric, thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Thanks so much, Hal. We'll talk soon. Eric Alper, Musicologists. Joining us now on the phone from Connexus Counseling, Carolyn Classen. Carolyn, good morning. Good morning, Hal. How are you? I'm good. Well, listen, I'll be honest with you. I, I told David Phillips this morning, this weather sucks. I mean, I understand there are farmers and, you know, winter lover, people that love the snow going, oh, great, we get an extended winter. But for me and for many people, this just sucks. It, 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 I woke up this morning to not that much snow on the ground, a couple centimeters, but it just put me in a bad mood, Carolyn. Well, there is a discouragement to, to this that I find hard to describe as well. A couple of weeks ago, there was a dump, Helen. You and I talked about it, and I said it's kind of like, you know, feeling like you run the marathon and the finish line is in sight, and then they move the goalpost back a mile, and then you realize you have another whole mile to go. This time, I feel like we crossed the finish line. We were untying yeah. our shoes and eating the banana, and right. then the race officials said, no, we're moving the line, and, you know, tie up your shoes again and go. You got another mile, and that just mm-hmm. feels so defeating. Yeah, it really does. And I, I know we revisit when we talk on Thursdays, we revisit this stuff a lot. <laughs> like, for example, you know, but then on the other side of it, hey, the Jets are ahead one nothing, and they're playing game two in Vegas tonight. And, and Jets fans, even people that aren't into hockey, are excited about this. Well, you know, the, la- the finish of the last game was well past my bedtime, and I wouldn't stay up during the regular season, but I was up, and I wasn't just sitting. I was standing in front of the television watching, you know, that third period. It was so exciting. It, I was at the gym this morning, and I saw half a dozen people wearing Jet stuff while they're working out. There's just this, this excitement and kind of fun. We can all agree there's no discussion or d- division around this. Like, we all just want to cheer them on and hope they do well. I'm not even going to those whiteouts downtown, but I can hardly wait to hear how they yeah. go. I want them to happen because I just love the buzz. Well, and I've been saying this to, you know, several guests over the past, since we've known that the Jets are in the playoffs, I've been saying just that they're in the playoffs has everybody feeling better. You know, this snow is kind of depressing, but we're feeling just better as Winnipeggers and Manitobans, whether you're a hockey fan or not, that our team's got a chance at Stanley Lord Stanley's Cup. Right? Brene Brown talks about this feeling of, like, elevation where there's this this entire community sort of feels elevated in their mood because of the Jets and they had such a good start at that first game it has elevated and has gone a long way to challenge and battle and you know balance out the discouragement that we are feeling with this most recent dump of snow 
Mm-hmm. Speaking of elevation, it's 420 today. There are people listening to us right now, <laughs> Carolyn, who are high. There are, yes. <laughs> there are, which Segway. leads me into which leads me into my life. You may, you may find a, a little cannabis, a little pot, it relieves the stress. I've got a list, Carolyn, and I won't go into all the details because it's uh, it's uh, uh, quite uh, detailed. Um, is today stress awareness day, or was it the other day? I can't remember. Anyhow, this list is about relieving stress, beating stress, be active, meditation, and deep breathing exercises. Connect with others. There's a word you and I both like. Connect with others. Healthy diet. And laugh more often. And and you know what, Carolyn? I love what I do. I love this job. But when I was in rock radio, man, did I laugh a lot. And I miss those days. Some days, especially, you know, when you get into heavy subjects sometimes and you just go, oh, man, I miss those days where I got up way, you know, 3.34 in the morning to do a morning show that started at 6. But I loved it because I knew I was going in for three or four hours of real laughter. Hmm. There is something about a good belly laugh, one that starts right at the bottom of your belly and works its way up. It is so good for us. Um, it even involves there's deep breathing in that deep belly laugh. And I, I often... Uh, I, I, on the other side of my wall, there used to be another business that would uh, work when I was doing therapy, and they would be surprised at how much laughter there was in therapy, where even when somebody might have come in with a very recent uh, death of a family member, we would cry and talk about really hard things, but there was often this moment of coming up and having a deep laughter, and there's this connectedness that happens and the relief and the joy that happens, even in the middle of other the struggle of it, I think it's really important to find ways of belly laughing. Anne Lamont, mm. uh, a poet, says that laughter is carbonated holiness. And I just yeah. love that idea that a good deep laughter is a good thing. And I think how you often give us a laugh even in the morning, now that even though you're not on rock radio, I think that laughter that you provide to people as they're working at their desks or driving in the car, I think that laughter is really important. Well, I hope I hope I do that, and I and I do try to do that. But obviously, we deal with pretty serious subjects a lot of the time. Uh, doing a, a a talk show like this, would you add mm-hmm. anything to that list? Be active, meditation, deep breathing exercises, connect with others, healthy diet, uh, laugh more often. What would you add? What would Carolyn Klassen add to that list? Well, I think those are great um, a, a great list. And rather than add, I would just affirm it because I think often um, you know when People are under stress. We start doing things that feel really good in the moment. You know, barbecue potato chips are my drug of choice. <laughs> um, and although that eases stress in the moment, in the big picture, it doesn't really address the situation. And I often end up feeling kind of gross after. And so, so often people choose things like shopping online or drinking or food or some sort of numbing. Um, and if you can choose one of those healthier ones that you have just described where you're eating while you're breathing deeply, you're laughing that, that that there is a way to actually truly address that stress level. I think it's important to just be mindful and say, what is it that's creating stress and what can I do to make my life better? How can I address this stress in a constructive way? Mm-hmm. And you're always so great about answering my questions. I just wanted to give you an opportunity. Anything on your mind? Maybe there's a post on one of your social media feeds that got a lot of traction. I know you've got the workshops coming up. This is your opportunity, my trade. You give me so much of your time. I'm giving you a bit of my time to talk about whatever's important to you today. It is just so good to talk to you, Hal, every week. Uh, you don't owe me anything, but since you've asked, 
I do have a workshop coming up May 5th to 7th, Rising Strong, and it's just a chance for people to um, meet in the home-like environment to look at some videos and then have some meaningful discussion and some quiet time that is designated for you to just take a minute and gather some perspective and really refocus about how you want to move forward well in this next chapter of your life. So go to carolynclawson.com and click on the links, and we'd love to have you join us. Thank you, Carolyn. Talk to you next Thursday. Take care.